What's going on, everybody? This is Around the Fifth Line. Yes, I know. I'm hosting tonight. You don't get to hear my wonderful Patrick Line A takes on the ridiculous clothes he's wearing. But today, our regular host, James, is competing with the other three. So let's go around. Say hey to everybody. We'll start with CJ Watkins. Christian, what's up? How's it going, everyone? Over to Jason Newland. What's going on? Sarah Kent. Hello. And everybody knows him as the host, but today he is a contestant. James the third. Hey, thanks guys. I'm excited Woo-hoo! to compete with you and to, uh, you know, hopefully the recording's on point. We've got a professional hosting Michigan guy, so should be good. Absolutely. And as he said, I am the host today. Dave Fetzer, the scoreboard guy. All of our socials got to get that in there. So starting off first, we are on the verge of history as of tonight's recording. Um, we are tied for most consecutive games lost by this franchise. If you are in a position of power within the organization, what is one thing that you're doing to turn the ship around? Christian, we'll start with you. So right now, I think it's very easy to tell that there is some kind of an illness in this team. We just don't know if it's a bacterial infection or if it is a virus. Do we let it run its course and see what happens, or do we actually need to inject some kind of positivity into this thing? I think this thing is infested from top to bottom. you got to take care of the site of this infection. I think it's Yarmo. Dude's been at the helm for 10-plus years. What do we have to show for it? Get him out of here. Too many coaches have gone through. Too many poor uh, drafts picks that haven't panned out. Too many first-round picks have been traded. And uh, uh, I'm just not confident in him. Not one ounce more. Sarah? Uh, I'm going to go with um, getting a number one center because we still don't have that. Um, I think Boone is leading. I think he's leading the whole team in points with 11 points, which is not the greatest. And even all of our centers are not having... A terrific start so um if i was in charge i would definitely make some moves to get a number one center jason yeah i mean you're not going to fire vincent right um you don't fire a new coach regardless of what happens uh yarmo's not getting fired during the season uh that's not going to happen firing a gm during the season first of all rarely ever happens and it usually takes something catastrophic for a gm to get fired um It'll it'll probably it'll be personnel wise. I think that's probably the only way to do it. Um, Another patchwork job's not going to write this ship. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure, <laughs> but it'll probably be personnel involved. Um, either you know, scratching guys or or just flat out trading them, get rid of them. And last but not least, the newbie James. What do you got to say? Listen, I think you guys, uh, Jason's a little bit. Uh, on what's going on, but this this narrative of fire Yarmo and let's move on from Yarmo, let's move on from the management. This needs to stop. Honestly, it needs to be gone. Uh, the biggest problem I see when you're benching guys like Lion A and scratching Lion A and benching guys like Johnny Gaudreau, that's a leadership problem. They need to look in the mirror. I don't care who the head coach is. It could have been Babcock. It could be Vincent. It could be Torts. I don't. I don't. It could be. Who the heck did we have last year? I don't care anymore, but these guys are a joke. Like, honestly, look at yourself in the mirror. If you're supposed to be this this big moneymaker, do you want to play on this fucking hockey team or not? 
And if you don't want to be a part of this team, then get the hell off this, get, get out of the city, get off this team and go somewhere that you want to play because it's clear that they do not care enough to carry this team. I don't want to draft people like Fantilli and Johnson and then have fans go, oh, I wonder if, it, I think it's a mistake sending Johnson down to the AHL. No, good, he should be in the AHL. Get some confidence and get away from the, like you just said, Christian, get away from the virus that this team is and be around people that want to play because the veterans on this team, I, I don't care what these fans think about Boone Jenner. Oh, he's my favorite. Came back and said, oh, these guys are my favorite. They're my favorite. They're my... Shut the fuck up about them being your favorite because they don't care about the team enough to put these young guys and push them to be a winning team. Right now, this team cannot win. And if I was going to do what I could do to change it right now, I would trade Line A and I would trade Gaudreau and I would start over and I would build the core from within. And those would be the first two guys to go. And I, and I, and I, I love those guys. I, I want them to be better. But unfortunately, you got you to gotta do something. Very well said. Jason, you have something? Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, I've had this bit built up for a while. I, I see why you wanted to be a contestant tonight. Um, so, number two, building off of what you just said, James. Despite what Twitter has to say, both Spencer Martin and Elvis Merz-Lincolns have been playing pretty well this season. However, we also have Tarasov, who's getting close to returning from the injury. What moves do you think the Jackets should make when he returns from the IR? Nothing. James, start with you. Tarasov should just go to the AHL and play. They should do nothing. I don't, I don't care about moving the goal. Oh, let's move the goalies. The goalies will make a difference. The team is not good enough. It doesn't matter who the goalie is. You can put a pylon in front of there. It doesn't matter. We are not ready to make a move forward. So just put Tarasov in the AHL. If one of these guys gets injured, then move him. If there's an opportunity to make a trade to move Elvis or to move Tarasov this year, you do it. It doesn't matter. Sir? Yeah, um... First of all, who the hell knows when Tarasov's even going to come back? Because I think it was Mark Scheig said the beginning of a, or no, it was actually John Davidson came on a 97.1 and said that he was two or three weeks away. And that was over a month ago. So I don't even know when he's going to come back. I know he's been practicing with the team, but that doesn't say much. But when he does come back, um, I mean, I would say rehab in Cleveland, then bring his ass up to Columbus. I would love to see um what he can do in columbus so i would scratch i would scratch martin see what tarasov can do got nothing to lose jason yeah i mean personally i what i think is going to happen i think they're going to just going to run with three goalies uh, there is a bunch of teams that are actually run, not a bunch maybe a couple that are running with three goalies and are not afraid to run with three goalies um so just you know send somebody down that can be down and then run with three goalies you're right um Tarasov, he can go to AHL for a rehab, uh, but then after that, he needs waivers to get back down. So they're not going to put him on waivers. That's not going to happen. They're not going to send him to AHL. So uh, just, yeah, run with three goalies and and see how it works, honestly. I mean, rotate them all if you have to, but um, I think they need to stay fresh uh, in their mind and their body, and um, I think running with three goalies is the best way to do it. Christian? Boy, do you think if we sent Spencer Martin down on waivers, somebody would claim him now? I know he probably wasn't very fondly uh, looked at before, um, but that boy had some dazzling moments. But yeah, you, you can't you you can't send someone like Tarasov down on waivers because he'd get claimed in a second. 
uh, even just on a chance. Get a goalie like that for free with how much upside he might have. Um, I, the thing that I would love to see, again, I want him to do the, the best he can, but grade Elvis if you can. I would send him on waivers, and if someone snags him, then you have that cap space taken off of, of your of your hit there, but uh, no one's going to bite on that. Uh, send Martin on waivers, maybe take the chance that he doesn't get claimed, and then uh, uh, you have you still have uh, uh, Tarasov back there uh, to, to come for him. So wave Martin, sounds about right. Sure. All right, everybody knows about, you know, Fanatics opening up around the in the Arena District, right outside of Nationwide, with the evolution of sports betting, that opening up. People have been putting a lot of attention on the sports gambling side of the games. What are your opinions on the people who bet against their teams? And do you have an issue with this? And if you do have an issue, when is it okay? When isn't it okay? Kind of a lot going on there. So, Jason, we'll start with you. I personally don't put money on any of my teams no matter what the sport is i don't bet even if it's fake i like i won't i won't put a five dollar handshake on this game coming up saturday with anybody i just don't i just don't do it personally it's not it's not what i do i i don't do it personally i don't care what people do uh if you want to put you know money against the blue jackets to lose and then they come out and win you know that's uh, you get that you you know you either win the money or win the game um but i honestly don't care i don't care what people do christian People that say they don't gamble, I think it's funny because when you buy a Blue Jackets ticket to go watch these boys play, it's a gamble if they're going to win or not. You are gambling with your with the health of your liver. You're gambling with your sanity. You're gambling in general. Uh, voting against the Blue Jackets, I don't have an issue with it either. Uh, if anything, it's an indictment on the team to show that even the fans don't believe in you enough to bet money that you will win. When push comes to shove, when you start messing with somebody's paycheck, that's when they get serious. So if people are betting their paycheck against you, that means that they don't think that you're serious. Uh, so I think it shows more uh, how poorly ran the team is right now than an indictment on the fans for betting against their favorite team. Good point. James. Uh, listen, Christian, I don't think it's an indictment against the team. The, the bottom line is, is, is should you bet against your own team? Listen, if it's gambling and you're trying to gamble and you're trying to make money, the bottom line is you're trying to make money. So put the money should be smart money right now. The smart money is not betting on the blue jackets. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with that. You should just bet where you think you're going to be able to make money. Now, if you're trying to win some long shots, it, it is a little bit harder to pull against those heartstrings. Um, we eventually have to win again, I think. Right. I mean, the odds are we'll win sometime. So uh, the more we lose, the the better your odds are on picking us to win on the money line. Right. So there's that, but I honestly, I don't care if you're a diehard Blue Jackets fan and you want to go into the casino and, and put money against the team. You're, you're trying to make money. I don't think it's a, a problem at all. For money to and, lose. <laughs> and last but not least, Sarah. Yeah, I mean, I guess people can do whatever they want to do, but I sure as heck wouldn't call someone a Blue Jackets fan if they're actively rooting against them especially at a game or at a restaurant and i don't know i just i wouldn't call them a fan if you're but i think rooting against and betting against, against is is two different is two different scenarios it how i can bet against the blue if jackets and still want them to win yeah, people do sense, that all the though. time that doesn't i don't know do that, no, that i don't well, get because that. i expect them to lose but i want them to win 
I mean, according to Christian, every time I turn on my television, I'm gambling now. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so, I mean, if I'm going to bet, you know, 50 bucks, whether Columbus is going to win the next game or lose, I'm going to bet 50 bucks that they're going to lose. But I still want them to win because I'm a fan. I'm not going to actively root for them to lose. You are rooting them for you are rooting for them to lose because you want to win your money. Oh, he's expecting them to lose. Exactly. But he wants them to win. That's soft that's, bigotry that's, of that's low what, expectations. That's what that is. There you go. And if I can say right. one more thing too to add into that, go for it. I, don't, I can speak for everybody else. I don't condone gambling. If you do it, do it responsibly. One eight hundred gambling. If you're if you have an issue, don't chase your losses. Whatever. One eight hundred gambler. I don't gamble. Be smart with your bets. You're basically it's saying one in hundred gambler. On, if we're gonna put out, if we're gonna put out a PSA, we're gonna do it correctly. I don't gamble. <laughs> Whatever. Gamble at your own risk. Mm. All right. Moving into buy or sell. Uh, quick topics. Yes or no. Johnny will bounce back to his old self as the season continues. Christian. Uh, will he bounce back to his old self in the spirit of Calgary? No. Uh, sell. Uh, he is not playing with the same caliber of players. Uh, he does not have the same amount of uh, drive or want to win, I don't think. I don't see the, the competition, and uh, I do not think he will bounce back to his former self. Yeah, no, I'm buying it. I mean, he's going to bounce back. He's just, for whatever reason, he's just not He's just not doing his thing right now. I mean, I'm I'm not one to sit here and, you know, we none of us can sit here and, and question their motivations or, or anything like that or their, their willing you know, their will to win and all that fun stuff. These guys are professional athletes. I don't care if you make $9 million or $900,000 or $9. Um, you want to win, right? Even the guys playing for free, um, you know, they go out there on Sundays and just play for free. You want to win. You don't want to lose. So um, 100%, when he scored that goal the other night against the Capitals, he looked like the old Johnny Gaudreau. That entire game, he actually looked like the old Johnny Gaudreau. So he's going to bounce back. I have no – he's going to rattle off five or ten games where he gets like 20, 25 points and everybody will be praising him again. So – um, 100% he's coming back. Sell, 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 sell. I couldn't sell this anymore. Listen, it's not, uh, again, I know I rattled off about they need to look in the mirror at the beginning of the episode, but I do believe that the talent is there. I do believe that he does want to win deep inside. I do believe when he scored the other night, he looked like the old Johnny Gaudreau. But the problem is, is that the talent around him and the team coercion, there's nothing there. They do not play like a team. He's not going to get the points. I mean, you're talking about him rattling off 25 points in a certain amount of games. He's going to be lucky to have 25 points by the end of the season at this rate. So I sell this all the way. I just don't see him bouncing back at all to his form, not till next season. Yeah, I'm going to this he's been in this league for quite a while now he's a professional he's consistently good every single year um and so just because he hasn't been on fire for what 30 days now everyone's you know wants him traded um we all we all go through low times in our life and um just i i'm he's he'll, he'll bounce back 100 percent Listen, I want to make it clear. If I had it my way, he he would bounce back and he would be great again. When I say I think some of these guys should be traded, it's not because it's necessarily what I want. It's because I think what's best for the overall franchise and how we can recover quicker. And see, I think it's, it's perfectly. Worse. You just said you want him traded. No, I said no. It's different. What I said. It's perfectly reasonable as a fan to judge their work ethic because this entire fan base absolutely flamed Dubois when it, for his last shift here in Columbus. 
that showed that players do, even if they're making a lot of money and if they have a lot of possible skill, they do lack motivation sometimes. Not saying that Goudreau and, 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 and Dubois are the exact same player, but I've seen some pretty lazy tendencies lately, yeah. uh, and, and, and Johnny Goudreau's no, uh, no exception. And their lack of motivation could, could simply be just frustration with the overall franchise and the direction that it's going. It might not even be well, there. the players aren't the only ones frustrated. I can tell you that much. You trade Johnny Gaudreau now, and you might as well burn it all down and move the team because you can't sign a $10 million player who his type of free agent doesn't come around all the time. Like, he was one of a kind. Well, then they right? need to figure you it don't out. Have a t- you don't have a $10 million AAV player hit the market all the time, and he chose a small market team. So He needs to trade play like now, a $10 you million well, dollar player. You, you, you might as well trade everybody and, and just completely burn it down again and start over. And then we're going to be sitting here in 10 years saying the exact same thing. No player making over $5 million a year has played well so far. Not one of them. All right. So, next question. You can see it over my shoulder here. We had the legendary John Butchagross come over to our bar. All thanks to Sarah for underscore Kent relentlessly tweeting at him. So, this question should be answered best by the two people that were there. John Butchagross, best hockey play-by-play. Sarah, that's your boy. No. All right, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you, you're the one who got him here. You can go. That's your boy. Yeah. All right. You All right. Him. I'm, I'm buying this a hundred percent. I, uh, dude, he tweets out chicken parm pictures every day. It doesn't get any better than that. And I just happened to tweet out at him saying, come to our bar. He responded and said, see you on Wednesday. So we all showed up at our bar on Wednesday he was a blast, an absolute blast. So, um, yep, he's, uh, I'm buying it 100%. Best ESPN hockey analyst. So, Chicken Parm's disgusting. Fettuccine Alfredo's where it's at. Two, he's this generation's Ray Ferraro. He's annoying as all hell. I can, I'm so over him already. Next question, moving on. Uh, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and buy it because honestly, there's not a lot of hockey guys out there actually <laughs> on TV anymore. Um, the guys at TNT, I actually can't stand. Um, I, I mean, I'm not even gonna name them because I just don't like them. I don't even like Wayne Gretzky on there. I think he's just meh. Um, but in, in terms of uh, you know hockey right now, yeah, I think I mean Butchagross is the man. Finish it off. Finish it off, Christian. Or I'll be James. James. I'll go ahead and buy it. I think, I think I'll buy it. I think he's a great representative representative of the area. Uh, he cares a lot about the sport, and he puts all that forward. People like him because he's from Ohio. That's why. That's eh, he claims Pittsburgh. He claims. Pittsburgh. I didn't even know he was from Ohio till he was at our bar. That's even worse. <laughs> Add that to my point right there. That's even worse. Yep. Yeah. Dude, you don't like chicken parm. Your voice doesn't matter. The fact that he has a chicken parm friendship bracelet just yes. made yep. the night so much better when I saw that. I'm not saying and chicken parm is the worst ever. I'm just saying that there is way better foods than that. Chicken parm is not good. There's just better food than that. It's only better in your you, life, man. It's only better if you make it differently than the way Jason did. <laughs> All right, final buy or sell question. If we end up as a lottery team again this season, is it 100% that we're saying goodbye to JD and Yarmo? Sell. Sarah, I'll start off with it. Sell. Sell. Listen, it was delusional to think we were going to make the playoffs. If you're not a playoff team, you're a lottery team. 
it was not realistic for us to make the playoffs this year. Yes, we'd love to make a push. Even the most realistic of people, even if you go back to what uh, Little Boomer, he says all the time, I think we could make a push, but I didn't think we'd make it. At that point, most people are expecting us just to fall a little bit short. Looks like we're going to fall a lot short unless we turn this ship around really quickly. Uh, I just don't see us get rid of them. The biggest thing is, okay, great, we get rid of them, and then who what? Then then what? I mean, w- what are we going to do? That's that's the biggest problem. And 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 at the at the end of the day, these young players still have a lot of growing up to do, and that's really where this team has been built with Yarmo and JD. And I'd say you got another two or three years to see that come to fruition. The only push that's happening is Yarmo's old ass going out the front door. He himself at the beginning of the season said that he was asked, what are your expectations? Oh, we're a contender. What's he supposed to say? The only thing that we're contending for is the first overall pick. It's the same thing I've been hearing for the last 10 years, over and over again from the same bald Finnish man. I am so over Yarmo Kekalainen and his bullcrap plan. And I use that term very loosely, by the way. He just seems to throw things together and see what happens. He is the—he's the flea market of GMs. I'm so over him. No, I'll sell it. He—he's still got a year and a half left on his contract. He's not going anywhere. Um, I, again, going back to what I said earlier, changing GMs in the NHL is not easy. You can't just—you can't just do it like you're firing a coach. So I, I think they're going to stick it out. One thing that people don't remember is that he was handcuffed by ownership after COVID. Absolutely positively handcuffed there was an internal salary cap he couldn't spend any money okay and everybody freaked out and then when he came out and said well you know we have a cap we can't spend over this amount um and everybody kind of backed off a little bit so um don't forget he has what is widely regarded as the number one prospect pool in all of hockey so uh, there's guys waiting i mean denton Mathechuk, jordan uh you know jordan dumay you got swozel down in cleveland they're all coming uh, he just he 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 did what he had to do. He said what he had to say. What's he gonna say? We're, no, we're gonna go and ba- and battle for the uh, you know uh, the number one pick this year. No, it's not. What's he supposed to say? So um, he made moves. He did. He brought in a couple veteran defensemen, and you know Severson and and, and Provorov have not been super terrible. Provorov's been probably the best damn defenseman on the team this year. So um, it, 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 it we'll see. He's got a year and a half. If either one of them get fired, it'll be it'll be Yarmo. It won't be. It will not be John Davidson. But um, I think I sell. I think he's staying. And Sarah, finish this off here. Yeah, I'm going to sell this one only because I feel like the McConnells are not even invested enough in this team to know what the hell is going on. So there's no way that they would even fire Yarmo or JD. Um, if anything, it would be JD firing Yarmo, but I don't see that happening uh, whatsoever. Politicians, weathermen, and Yarmo Kekalainen, the only three positions in the world you could be 100% wrong and still keep your job. That's all I got to say. Beautiful. He's always got to get that last word in, doesn't he? He does. I'm, yeah, I'm he curious. Does. Today. He, 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 not, as a host, not, you see it now, we're, don't you? We're, you're, like, you're rolling we're your eyes every, a, every, episode, every one. We're not an original six team. We're not New York, Chicago, or L.A. It works differently here. People don't understand that. They need to understand that. You can't just you have to overpay to get free agents. You have to overpay to 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 get coaches. You and and you have to keep, you know, front office talent that you have because you can't just I mean, you know, some of these high power GMs are not coming to Columbus. It's not happening. 
Man, we who leads the culture of a team? Is it the general manager or is it the head coach? I believe it's the general manager who chooses mm. the head coach. Ooh. Until Yarmo or the general manager changes the culture of this team to be something that deserves respect, we're never going to get that respect. But Yarmo made, Yarmo made a big culture play at Aaron Babcock. He, he tried. He, he tried. And it, and it he failed. was 100% he tried. wrong. He tried. All right. But that, but again, so, that, we'd that be better off if we, had, if we still had Babcock, we'd be better off, I think. That, Absolutely. That decision, that decision was signed off by someone bigger than him. So let's not forget 100%. that. 100%. All right. So that rounds out buy or sell, which leads us into the face off. So we say goodbye to two of you at this time. Sarah and Jason, we're saying goodbye to you guys. It's going to be Christian and James in the face-off. Welcome into the face-off. We've got Christian and we have James. James, I hate to say this, but Christian is a member of the original panel. I'm counting on you here. Let's go. Of the players on this team, who do you think is the most susceptible to either being traded or waived as the season moves on? Christian. Easy answer. Boone Jenner, 100%. Uh, I do not believe he, if we are still losing uh, at the time of the trade deadline, he will not be a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets. He just broke the record for most games played by a player in the franchise. Uh, that boy has bled for this team. Uh, but at some point, you think he's coming to an end. He probably wants to go off and win something somewhere. And it's definitely not going to be here, uh, at least not for the next five years. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be in the league in five years. So, um, he has an incredible work ethic. He's a leader. He's a guy who can play up and down the lineup. He's been our number one center for years where he probably should have been a third line center, like everyone says, and he has still played lights out. Uh, if anyone on this team still has value where we can get a decent return, uh, it would be Boone Jenner, as sad as that is to say. James. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Elvis here. Uh, one of the reasons is is because as the season goes on, you got your playoff contenders that will be right there, and injuries do happen. I think that becomes a position of need. Uh, I I do like Christian's answer though. Boone Jenner is definitely someone you could see being being brought in to be that grit for a playoff team like a Toronto. They're always trying to do. Uh, but I do think Elvis is, is going to be the one name that will consistently come up on a team that is fading and needs to move on with him, and it, especially as injuries come around and a team really trying to make a push. No team's going to want that salary cap. They'd rather have Spencer Martin. you got to talk about retention and salary. Mm. That's a whole other thing. Christian, I'm going to have to give that one to you. Going into the second this season, we have had games delayed for various reasons. We had a power outage that delayed the early start that everybody was looking forward to to an incredibly late start that was awful. We had a scoreboard malfunction. Blue Jackets hired the scoreboard guy. You won't have any of those issues. And a lighting issue where the lights didn't come back on after the anthem. Are the ghosts of Nationwide Arena trying to tell us something? James, we're going to start Stay with you. Stay home. Just stay home. Don't waste your money. Don't gamble your money to get in, as Christian said earlier. Don't bother Eat. with your time. Pay, watch Michigan football if you want. Go record another team. Watch Ohio State basketball. Go watch women's hockey at Ohio State. Anything different than watching this team until they turn it around because they don't deserve your attention right now. Christian. So I have a theory that the ghost of Nationwide Arena is a fan who offed himself whenever the team's uh, owners decided to change their mind and go to Carolina instead of coming to Columbus. That's my theory. Uh, you will find me Wednesday walking through the halls of Nationwide Arena with a bundle of sage speaking Latin, trying to purify this place. 
because boy, I tell you, if there's one thing that this town needs, it is a winning culture. As a Browns fan, seeing how many fans around this area have lost their mind this season, <laughs> it's incredible to see the reaction of a winning of a winning culture. And we need something. If it is a little bit of sage, that's a small price to pay. We need something positive around here. And the ghost of Nationwide is saying, hey, get I, I am haunting this building. Somebody get rid of me. Uh, uh, and, and 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 you know prove that that they're able to have a winning franchise and that they're deserving of it. God, I really That's wish you would have capped that off with a nationwide is on your song on your side song right there, <laughs> the voice of a ghost. But hey, we're a USAA family over here. Oh my gosh! As badly as I want to see Christian walking through the concourse of Nationwide Arena on Wednesday with a bundle of herbs. I'm going to give that one to James. <laughs> All right. Final question. It's Movember. Boone has a mustache. Roslovic has a mustache. Good Branson has a mustache. And Wierenski's, he, he belongs in a 70s porn movie with his. Boogie Nights. Should we continue this for the entire month, or can we tell these guys just to get rid of them? Okay. So as a guy who is a self-announced mustache guy, I, I, I used to have a mustache for those of you who know. Um, for those who are watching right it's a good look right it embarrasses the hell out of my wife that's kind of part of the reason why i like doing the mustache thing is she's so embarrassed to see be seen with me in public um it is one of the funniest things in the world to see a dude with a mustache especially nowadays i am so on board with the whole november movement uh it's a good cause first of all a second of all seeing zach marinsky walking the halls of nationwide with the nastiest porno stash i've ever seen in my life it is one of the things that gives me joy in life seeing another human being who looks worse in a mustache than i do uh i absolutely think we need to keep this a thing i think it needs to be a thing for a whole season um it should be team mandated we should be like a 1970s style team rough tough ready to fight have some kind of heart and soul and grit and just the nastiest looking pedo stashes you've ever seen listen calm down waluigi okay First of all, they should definitely keep it, but for the simple reason that they should have to keep these stupid mustaches going until they win a game, which God might be till the end of the season. But talking about trying to represent a 70s team, at least in the 70s, they fight. I mean, every time I watch a Blue Jackets game, all I think about is a scene from Slapshot where the owner walks in so pissed off he can't talk, and all he says is, you bunch of pussies like yeah. that's what this team is like watching play so they might as well keep the stashes on there because that's the only that's the only cut they're getting simply because he made me think of the lorax when he covered up everything except for his mustache gonna have to give it to christian there congratulations to our winner james i apologize your first your first try was not a success but i'm sure there will be more christian this is fighting. This is your time for a rant, my friend. Go for it. Okay. So what smooth brain human being came up with the idea of daylight savings time? Some of us work for a living, nine to five jobs there. I work an eight to six job. By the time it hit five o'clock, I was working in the cold, in the rain. It was pitch black outside. For those of you who don't know, I do pest control for a living. It's kind of important to see what you're doing because, you know, you're trying to treat people's houses. It's their investments, things like that. If I can't see a damn thing outside, how am I supposed to do my job? And then you got the people that are driving outside. It's five o'clock. They're coming home from work, whatever. They can't see. They don't turn their lights on half the time. 
and it's raining outside, these pricks don't know what they're doing. They can't see anything. So whoever it was that created the idea of daylight savings time where it's dark and people are coming home, you are the biggest asshole that this world has ever seen. It's a short rant, but there you go. I was thinking about that on the way home. It's very valid. Farmers don't need daylight savings time. Is that anymore, who it was? Let's be honest. It was for farmers. It Forget was. those farmers. Who needs weed anyways? I thought you were lighting something if you uh, win. I promise that's not why I picked you to win. I was going to okay. give it... I was gonna give it to James, but you made me think of. Hey, freaking... Mikey, can you get me a lighter, Mikey, please? You still gotta close out the do... show. Oh, I know, I know. Can you get me a do lighter, not please? Do that. Yes, do not do that. Do not do that. He said my he was going said, to. My wife said that it is an unsafe thing to do. She is the responsible one out of this relationship. You needed oh, her to God. tell you that. We could have all told you that. Good point. Yeah. This is gonna be. This is gonna be our nursery for uh, our 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 new. Uh, uh, we found out we're having a child, so we don't want to burn the nursery yet. So we'll give it some time. Have a child. A little, all a little right. child. All right. Thank you to all of our panelists here today. Let's go around the horn. Everybody say what you're up to. Where can people find you? Sarah, you go first. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Sarah four underscores Kent. Christian. Uh, CJ Watkins, 1995 on X. I don't do anything on there. I just like hockey stuff. I'm pretty boring, but thanks for watching. Jason. Uh, Fire the Cannon at F1RE the Cannon. Also, uh, THN.com slash Columbus. Um, I don't really do much on X either. I'm pretty boring. And James. You can find me at James the Third on all socials, and then of course at Around the Fifth Line. And my name is Dave Fetzer. I've been your host. You can find me on all socials at the Scoreboard Guy. Listen into Into the Stands, and then also been pushing, uh, especially since it is Michigan Ohio State Week during this recording. Got to throw it out there. Um, the game gives back. It's a really good fundraiser by former Michigan and Ohio State players. Uh, benefiting Boys and Girls Club. Go check it out and donate to help your team win. That is all we've got today for Around the Fifth Line. Hopefully we start seeing some more wins. But Christian, you got one today. Hope it felt good, buddy. Oh, I needed that today. I was dragging. That really got me through. Amen. Talk to you guys later.